No. Ah, much better. Now, get ready for an uncivilized discussion about faith. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Barbarian, Barbarian Prophet. Welcome back, all my listeners and all you people out there in the Barbarian Nation. It is Pastor Bert here one more time, and I am joined today by a couple of my old club brothers. You know, we did a couple of things today that we really hate doing. As we get older, we have a tendency to have to bury some brothers. And uh, I've seen several of my old club come together. And as many of you know and have read in, uh, in my book, From the Club to the Cross, is that um, I used to be in a club called the Outdwellers MC. And I'm joined today by Kurt and Shrek. <laughs> we don't want to give his real name because we know later on he's going to start crying. But we, I want you all to be aware that he has been provided water and an adequate amount of fluid to deal with the drainage and some tissues for his boo-hoo-hoo. Because that is the way it works. Now, one of the reasons I wanted a couple of my brothers on here is not to prove that I used to be in a motorcycle club. I don't think I have to prove that. There's enough pictures by the FBI agents to indicate that that was an actual factual thing. But, Kurt, tell us, uh, you don't have to tell us your complete address. (laughs) Because uh, unless somebody would like to swing by your house later and serve papers. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> where, are you, where are you living nowadays? I, I live in Layton, Utah. Layton, Utah. What about you? Uh, my wife and I are in Plain City. All right. Well, uh, Shrek's real name is Walt. And uh, so, Walt, what have you been up to for the last few years? Now, I, I just want to point out, you guys realize next year we folded colors 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, in the last 20 years, uh, we'll, we'll start here with you, Kurt. So, what... It, have you what have you been doing for 20 years and and don't respond with 20 years <laughs> in the joint yeah. no <laughs> uh past 20 years been raising kids and just working my life away <laughs> you have been working uh, your life away yeah but uh, you also no. been a, a became a pretty famous uh power lifter well, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say famous. Famous, I said it famous. because you're on my show, and I have to interview you. So now you are famous. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I've devoted a lot of my life to powerlifting. You know? Yeah. So what's what's been your big bench? Biggest bench, uh, five seventy three. Five seventy three. I remember when Christy was pushing that up. <laughs> I'm just talking about me. <laughs> what about big squat? Uh, 804. 804, pretty dang impressive. Deadlift? Uh, 600. 600. All right. And that's pretty amazing weight. So, you know, uh, you're a fairly big boy, and uh, you, you've always been a fairly big boy. And that, might I add, is drug-free. Oh, yeah, that is drug-free, isn't it? Um, I, I rem- One of my favorite stories of, uh, is when you were at a powerlifting meet, and one of your buddies said, hey, Kurt, slap me in the face. To get him all pumped up. So lean up to that microphone and tell us what exactly happened when he came to. No, I'm just kidding. You tell us the story. So uh, my my coach, my coach bombed out at nationals, uh, came back into the local meet here in in Utah, and I was handling him. Um, Get to the deadlift, and deadlift is like the handler's break, basically. You know, you're putting straps on their putting straps up on their on their deadlift suit and that's about it uh so 
I'm I'm like relaxed, like oh, all I got to do is put straps up. I don't have to. <laughs> I had tendonitis in my elbows from training, and I didn't have to wrap his knees. I didn't have to pull on his bench shirt. So, uh, get up to the pl- start walking up to the platform. He's like, hey, when they say the bar is loaded, or that he he says walk up to the platform with me, and I'm like, well, why, why? And he, oh, you'll you'll see, you'll see. And it, it was bug. It was just driving me crazy. Finally, I get it out of him. Well, when we get up there and they say the bar's loaded, I want you to slap me. And he shouldn't have told me. Because then all the, <laughs> all the adrenaline's like, how hard do I slap him? I don't want to look like a well, wussy up there. Dude, you know, dude, it's, it's not a date. <laughs> it, right? is, it is a power lift in me. <laughs> right. Come on, so man. all this stuff's rolling through my head and I'm just getting amped up and it's... <laughs> As soon as this... Hold on, he's supposed to be getting amped <laughs> yeah. up, but now you're amped I'm, up. I'm amped up. And uh, they say the bar's loaded, and I duck his fire off a slab. <laughs> I knocked him out. <laughs> Did he? Was he able to lift his weight? Oh, yeah. He, 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 when he kind of shook his head, was like, what? looked at me, and, and his wife was mad because he... He's like, she's like, hey, I should have been able to do that. <laughs> yeah, and that's really what all wives want when they go to a powerlifting meet because they haven't even seen you at the house in like six months, right, right. before the meet. So, hey, this is a great opportunity just to pop even a good one. Uh, yeah, that was that was a good that was a good time. Yeah. And well, hey, so um, we'll come back to you in a sec. So, what have you been up to, Walt? You've been uh, so twenty years, and you you. I went from Outdweller, and you went into other clubs. Yeah. I, I, uh, and I it's okay to say their names. So 99% chance they're not listening to here. But there's well, that one. The there's that, the there's that 1% chance. I went to the dark side of the moon. You know? <laughs> I uh, had a huge hole ripped into my life, and I really needed the guidance of all the other men in our club, right? Because I've struggled with direction and, and morals and... Uh, was born an addict, right? So I needed all them good men around me to kind of direct me. And it left a huge, huge void in my life. And so uh, I wrestled with addiction. I, I was raising two kids. Um, it's kind of a tragedy, you know. It turned it turned out okay, but um, city of Utah took my kids. I had to fight for them back. Um Went through, jumped through all their hoops, so they still weren't, you know, because uh, I, I joined a 1% club from the West Coast, a pretty serious club. Um, I did well there, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I was just kind of wired for it. What, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things is with uh, being an outdweller, we were rather a unique bunch, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> one of the things with, with bigger clubs, the minute they could absorb you guys, they did. Yeah. I mean, they were they were on the hunt. They yeah. wanted some of that. Yeah. And uh, that's because we had a tendency in that organization to pick solid men. It wasn't about wearing a patch because what our old our old thing used to be, uh, the patch don't make the man, the man it makes, makes the, the patch, patch. right? Yeah. And uh, it's funny as we, as we watch these things develop that uh, we do let sometimes uh, the influence of situations start to control our lives. And and we all pick different directions. I mean, 
that that is the way that that goes but so uh you bailed into this other club and uh so and uh, what kind of trouble we end up in well i mean uh i ended up uh introduced to meth not because of the club because of an ex-wife um and i just rode around like you know my wife hell i had a new wife she Pretty much raised the family, took care of everything while I was out riding my motorcycle and uh, sleeping on couches and and just being a vagabond, you know. Well, that yeah, that definitely will happen. Kurt, did you you didn't bail into any other clubs? No, I didn't. I I bailed into family and just raising my family and powerlifting. Really, yeah. um, you know, something this dawned on me uh, about you slapping that dude. Okay. <laughs> I remember one time Charlie, which is your boy. I remember him high fiving your face. <laughs> he slapped you in the face really oh, yeah. hard, and man, when you came back with fire in your eyes, it's like, whoa, Dad! I was just high fiving your face. Yeah. yeah, he. Uh, yeah. You know, your kid. One time, I'm driving down the road. He's like five years old, four years in the back, and I'm I'm cruising, and and he doesn't know his boundaries with me, and he doesn't he doesn't know me, and I'm kind of a gorilla myself back in those days. And he says, uh, you know, uh, Uncle Bert, I, I feel I feel that I'm getting, uh, what do you say, Henri, or what he used to call it? <laughs> he said something about, I, I, can't, I can't remember. I, I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something naughty. Yeah. And I said, well, you know what, I feel like I'm going to spank your butt. He says, I think my feeling of naughtiness is going away. <laughs> And so I think he developed all that from you. I mean, he's definitely his father's son. Absolutely. <laughs> Believe me, raising his father's son has <laughs> no, it hasn't been hasn't been bad. But it makes me look at myself a lot and think, wow, <laughs> wow, what was I thinking? You know what happened? Now I had a daughter. You know. And uh, that was uh, kind of a female version of me. And there would be oftentimes that she would say something and I would just be looking her square in the eye as I'm dialing the phone and tell my mom, I'm sorry, (laughs) and hang up the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I have two. Yeah? Yeah, I have two daughters that uh, think, you know, and they're they're not big girls. One's 5'2", one's 5'6". And they walk around and act and talk like a 300-pound biker with a bad attitude, one percenter. I'm like... It's my fault. <laughs> I'm sorry, planet Earth. I have developed this thing. There's two more. There's there's two more. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, the Lord did say multiply. He didn't mean that. Okay. <laughs> so now, uh, Kurt, you eventually came to Christ. Right. I did. Okay. And now, uh, it, now I remember when all this went down, because one of the things that had happened is you had called me and we'd had a talk and stuff, and you wanted me to come down there to pray with you and stuff. And I kind of, you know, I asked the Lord and he said, no, pump the brakes. He ain't following you. He's following me. Yeah. So can you give us a little bit of that story? Yeah. So kids were uh, pretty, my two kids were pretty small and um, my wife Heather wanted to raise our kids Christian, and I at the at the time I I, I grew up Mormon, and didn't. well, you lived in Utah, yeah, and you grew up Mormon, <laughs> but you knew you knew that wasn't knew you knew wasn't you weren't down us, with right? that. Um, so we jumped around to a few different churches and found a 
non-denominational Christian church that we we really liked and uh and it took me a while to I guess start to believe and buy into some of the things that basically just washed the Mormonism out of me, right? Some of that. Well, some of that you, you know, and that that's not an easy thing. No, because no, some of it programming. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it, you, you've got it right there. It isn't a. Uh, that's an indoctrination, right? And, and, it, and that that's true even from club life. You know, you think about all the things. I mean, we we watch things unfold in front of us all the time where people are like, I got to do this because this is what my brothers have said. People do that with religion, too, man. Yeah, I got to do this because this is what my religion calls for. Yeah, yeah it might call for it, but Jesus didn't call for none of it. Right. Uh, and <clears throat> anyway, it took me a while. And a lot of that stuff really does make sense in your I mean, if you. It does make sense until it's until it doesn't, right? Uh, <laughs> I want slapped in the face until I don't. Right. So uh, wisdom, yes, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, one uh, one night, my wife and I just prayed together and and uh, accepted accepted Christ together. Yeah, and then and then you said, Bert, I need you to come and baptize me. Yeah. And that was, that was a few years. Actually, my, my daughter that was, got That was a while down the road. Yeah. My daughter got baptized um, before I did. Yeah. yeah so Stevie. Yeah. 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 So uh, what about your wife? When did your wife get baptized? She she has not. She. I want to raise I, my I, children. I, <laughs> okay. So I'm making the announcement right now, Heather. I'm coming. The barbarian prophet is going to be on a dead run during the summer towards Utah. And uh, we'll just, hey, here's what we do. We're going to go fishing. There babe, you go. Babe, we're going fishing. That's yeah. what you're going to do. And, yeah, we'll, what we'll do with her, this is kind of my plan. I want you to imagine this here for just a minute. Get her to sit by the edge of the boat like you're going to take her picture. I will be under the water. <laughs> <laughs> I will shoot out of the water, grab her with screaming at the top of my lungs. In the name of the Father, <laughs> Son, and the Holy Spirit. Boom. And we'll both go into the water. She'll be screaming and stuff. But, I mean, hey, there's no better way to enter heaven. Yeah, that's screaming. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like whoa <laughs> with a hey, life vest on. Hey man, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I like all joking aside. I plan on preaching the gospel. You know, uh, right up until the point to where the guy I'm talking to is going to be Jesus, going, and he's going to say, "No, I know the story, dude. I know, I know, I know. Good job, good job. By the way, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you ended up getting baptized. Yeah, I did. Well, let's hear the story. Just don't so, give me the big uh, blank stare like, I don't know where you want to go. What do you want to do with that? So what I did was I called my brother, Bert, and said, hey, I'd like to get baptized, and I'd like you to do it. So I said, fill a gigantic tank, bro. Let's do this thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I didn't realize you'd have to get in the water with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or else I would have wore swim trunks instead of just going in my underwear. And your, 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 your church was shocked. You're like, what's with the fat guy and his tidy whiteies, right? Yeah. You wear tidy whiteies. Hey, that's none of your business, man. You just made it everybody's business. No. If hey. you would have been to church, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Had you been in church at that time, you would totally understand that. Right. <laughs> 
I went from an outlaw one percenter to being baptized in a church. Yeah. Met my wife as a greeter. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah. I, I was driving around with 45, figuring out how I was going to get my kids back from the state of Utah. Well, it wasn't going to be with a 45, I can tell you that. <laughs> right. And uh, they, uh, the phone rang. It was my daughter. And she was in the emergency room with my dad. They'd been in an accident. I wasn't supposed to have any co- t- contact with them unless it's supervised. Right. I, I mean, she was in an accident. I go to the emergency room. I pick her up. As soon as I pick her up, I know I'm going to jail. Right. And so I start thinking, well, maybe this is God telling me it's time to get my kids out of the, of America. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he often does that. He's <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> my club's treated really well in Mexico. <laughs> well, well, let's my let, club. Let, let's get everybody gathered up and flee to a third world country. That I think I've seen that in nowhere. <laughs> yeah, bring a lot well, of bottled water. We ended up in front of a <laughs> we ended up front of a church in a, a torrential rainpour. My daughter was, was playing with the the light effects of this sideways, almost Wyoming-like rain over these lights pointing up at a flag. And I was doing through this checklist of serious things I had to do properly to not get anybody hurt and to get out. And, and a, a lady cleared her throat, and she was like, um, can I help you? Can you, you want to come in and get right off? And I didn't even know where I was at. And I'm like, oh, we're fine. And she looked down at my daughter, which was about five or six at the time. Right. And she was so through to the bone, and her lip was quivering. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, that would be great if you had some towels. So we walk in, and she goes, she starts drawing off my daughter. She goes, you know, let's let's talk to the pastor. The pastor's here. He was the youth pastor at the time named Sean. He's not there no more. Shout out to Washington Heights. Um, and so we go down, and I... For some reason, I, that's I a church, not a mental institution, right? Yes. yes. Just double check with you, bro. <laughs> well, for some reason, I just totally, and I never tell. I never tell anybody anything. I never talk. I never, you know, that's it's the way we are, right? But yeah. for some reason, I just spilled my guts and told this guy everything. And he, I got done. He kind of looked at me and went, wow. And I'm like, yeah, tell me about it. And I realized he wasn't looking at me, and I looked down, and my 45 sticking out of my jacket. Oh, so that that was his wow? <laughs> yeah. He's like, wow. Like, oh, wow. This well, is well, real. And he was like, dude, can I, that's pearl handle. Done. Can <laughs> yeah, I borrow that thing? Yeah. You got a 1911 there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1911, cool. Yeah, yeah. that's what I would have done if you'd have been in my church. I'd have just given a whole run down. Dang, can let me see your gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he was like, wow. I said, yeah, huh. And... He goes, you want to pray? And I said, yeah, if it will make you feel better, I understand. Because I just told some really heavy stuff to <laughs> yeah. a man of God, well, right? Yeah, and he needed to pray for himself <laughs> and then you. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but then I look over my sweet little daughter, and she's got her arms crossed and her head down. I'm like, yeah, let's pray, right? And so by the time, by the end of the, the prayer, I knew I couldn't go get my other daughter, Haley, and I couldn't, I couldn't go to Mexico. I couldn't take my kids to Mexico, and I, you know... I knew I was going to jail. <laughs> I had to take my kids back, take my daughter back, and and I uh, just keep jumping through their hoops and playing their game and um like. But oh, you didn't get locked up. Oh yeah, I went. Oh contempt, yeah. Oh yeah. Contempt two days. Ah, two days. Yeah, I did. they found me contempt nine times. Yeah, <laughs> I mean whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I were, am contempt. I contempt jail. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were keeping my children from me. A, 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 a horrible, horrible 
time limit. It's, you know, with, with federal guidelines, they're really broadly stroked, right? So. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so you, when do you go back to this church? How do you end up getting hooked up into Christ? So, I mean, you, uh, you did the, the prayer. Uh, doing some praying is not doing some walk in the path. Right. So I, um, I, about five, six weeks later, uh, they're still not accelerating my, me getting my kids back. And I start thinking crazy again. And so I take myself to this church and I'm, I'm atheist at the time. It needs to be said agnostic atheist. I don't know what it's called, but, um, I believe, I believed in the power of my 45. That's definitely an atheist. <laughs> yeah. Agnostic <laughs> means that you just ask a lot of questions. And don't believe what anybody tells you. <laughs> right. So, so I uh, go to church because I'm starting to think wrong again, and uh, I walk in, and there's this beautiful brown-haired brunette girl that uh, handing out like the whatever you call them when you hand out the pamphlet, pamphlet. Yeah, well, this is what's happening at church today, or whatever. And uh, we started talking, and um, she's now my wife, right? See, uh, we you did some really. Strong talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, that's a different type of talk. door greeting than I have at my church, just so we're all on that page. Right. Because usually it's me greeting at the door, and yeah. I'm ho- I'm hooked up. I'm taking. Thank right, you. Right, right, right. Well, she's just she's she's a great woman. Man. She's pretty normal. Normal, I thought at the time. Um, and uh, we just started talking and uh, hanging out, and we were just friends, right? And. Uh, she helped me. She gave me a spot to stay that was safe, and uh, I slept on the couch and got my kids back, and everything happened really fast, right? And then my kids are back, and I take her for her first Harley ride, and we start dating, and, and well, I mean, that was fourteen years ago, right? Uh, a year later, I'm 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 uh, I have a pastor that talks right to my soul. He's a conduit of God, and. Uh, end up being baptized and uh it was just i've just had an incredible life it's it's still really hard for me to surrender sometimes because my will my will and my brain are sinners i'm a sinner well we we do have to that's part of why we continue walking that path well is because uh you know in my church every week we do we do communion every week Every Sunday. Every Sunday I'm there anyway because we just how the church is set up, okay? And when the reason that we do that is because uh, we have this little process where we admit, we openly admit, publicly admit, I am a sinner, I have issues, you know? And anybody that ever goes to a church and thinks they ain't got issues have the biggest issue of all, <laughs> right? Right. right. And self-ignorance. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and self-absorption, and they have the king of I going on right there. I'm fine. I'm doing good. Me, me, me. Oh, yeah. You know, da-da-da, uh, super Christian. Yeah. You know, those guys always think that they got it all going on, and uh, I, I really don't meet very many people like that. I mean, most people, what I meet, uh, they got grins on their faces, etc. But they are trying to grind it out, man. They're trying to sort it and figure out what it takes to do it day by day. They're trying to figure out, uh, how do I go about being 
uh, better, knowing that it, even if they get better, it doesn't matter. Christ loves them anyway, right? right? right. And that, that's the number one thing that we need to always come away. Yeah, I'm a sinner. Yeah, I have problems. But on the other end is, yes, I have a Savior that loves me anyway. Right. You know, and uh, because if it wasn't for that, How's dealing with things like we did today, where we're we're dealing with a brother that that has passed, and uh, you know Eskimo Joe was a was a beautiful man. I loved him very very much, even though he criticized my haircuts on a really regular basis, which was kind of insulting. But he told me, you know, if I I said Joe, I thought you were my friend. He says I am. That's why I'm telling you, you got a bad haircut. Just, uh, just speaking from, the truth. From my seat, it's pretty easy. Pretty easy cut. What? It is an easy cut coming from a bald man. I look beautiful. <laughs> so, hey, I appreciate that. But your hairless head doesn't doesn't compliment me. Just settle down over there because feed me with some, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, of that. Uh, that's shameful. That's actually sin. I'm just kidding. I'll repent. <laughs> repent. Repent. But you know, uh, that's one of the things we all do make mistakes, right? I mean. I find myself getting hot. You know, people that think that you don't, uh, okay, so Bert's a pastor now. He doesn't have to control anger and anything. You guys have seen me on the angry side of life. <laughs> and uh, that guy still lives, okay? I don't like him, and I and I do everything humanly possible to keep him in check. But the reason that I do my absolute best to keep him in check is it's not because uh, if I lose it that God's going to punish me. Uh, it's because I, I just... I don't want it. I don't want to be that old me. I mean, I don't know where you guys at with that. I, you know, I'll tell you where I'm at with it. Um, I, I am self-serving, self-seeking, self-centered, self, self, self. If I'm in Walt's will, right? right. If I surrender and I, I uh, accept God's will and, and get my daily reprieve, right, and uh, and my spiritual conditioning is. Uh, worked on and maintained I have no problems everything is you know from addiction to parenting everything is you know finances everything works out right and it doesn't mean it's all perfect but it works out what about you Kurt yeah um, since being Christian and trying to seek kindness and patience I mean patience with um with the people that are closest to you sometimes is, is the hardest. And, uh, and that, you know, that's, it's that I would not want to go back to the old, the old me <laughs> that didn't, didn't have a lot of patience for the people who I love the most. Uh, so, right. Yeah. Because our ministry starts at home. Right. Mm. Yeah, mm. for sure. Uh, and something that, uh, I, I guess I want to ask you guys a question as far as, you know, there's times when you feel uh, that closeness to, to Christ and God. And uh, then there's mornings you wake up and it's, it's, there's a distant feeling. And I think that's, that's normal. That's a normal walk through life. Uh, no, no, none of it. We don't ever feel that. I mean, yeah. he's like on top of us every second, every day. No, yeah, dude. It's like, that's called life. Yeah. Right. I think that's, uh, that's something that, um, when you when you accept Christ in your life, you expect that feeling daily, and that's not always. Yeah, there. I want my money back. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> it's not always yeah. there. It's just. It's uh, 
sometimes. Well, you know, um, there is uh, a little spot in, uh, I'm trying to think if it's a book of Kings and book of James, but it's about Daniel, or not Daniel, about David, and what uh, I think it's pre-searched in Samuel. So what ends up happening with, with uh, David is that uh, all of their women, all their things get kidnapped. Everything gets taken away from him. And uh, he uh, falls on his uh, knees, and his people are getting ready to pick up rocks, and they're like, we're going to kill this dude. You know, they're starting to freak out. And so what ends up happening is uh, it says, and he, uh, how's it put? He, he reassured himself in the Lord, or he built himself up again in the Lord, all depending on your reading. But what ends up happening is he has to revisit all the times God did something good in his life for that. And, you know, when you go along and you look at, uh, like, when he was living in the cave of Adullam, I mean, that mean, that's a dark place. Yeah. Okay, that is a place of misery and pain. And, uh, you know, he isn't there alone. He's got, like, 400 guys that uh, they're all boo-hooing, too. I mean, they sound like, like Shrek. <laughs> Just table like that big, bro. Yeah, I ain't afraid, bro. <laughs> I've had black eyes before. They don't bug me. They go down. That's where patience comes in. You know what patient means? I can outlast the problem. <laughs> That's what patience is, outlasting the issue. So on the other end of things is what happens with uh, uh, David when he's in the, in the cave of Adullam. He has to get himself built up and that's where we see a lot of the book of psalms come from and uh when we have those moments i mean that's why we've got to bail back into the word a little bit there but sometimes even that doesn't do it sometimes you gotta escape you gotta go get out in the wilderness part of the thing is we got to realize every day we can't be a perfect christian because there's really no such thing there is only there's only a perfect christ Mm, for sure yeah I you know how I, I get my I get my closeness and that feeling of God and love through the Holy Ghost and Jesus. I, I uh just drop to my knees and that it's it's really easy for me to be humble when I'm on my knees. When I'm on my old fifty eight year old worn out knees <laughs> you know, um asking for guidance, please thy will be done, not mine, right? And and I can surrender two hundred times a day. That's not ideal, right? But to me, I had to find the right definition of surrender. Surrender, you know, I'm not a quitter. I'm not, you know, I don't give up. But surrendering to me just means to live to fight another day, right? And and to join the winning side. Well, one thing's for sure is that he loved us while we were his enemies, right? And sometimes we have to realize, am I am I back on that fight? Am I who am I fighting here? Am I swinging at the guy next to me? You know, is is Walt going to punch me in the face? What's the deal? <laughs> no, <laughs> never, Bert. Sure, sure, sure. So, Kurt, what do you got? So, where where do you want to go with that? I'm not sure. I, um... Cool. Well, yeah, one one thing one thing you're looking just like my grandson Trent. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I, they can't see you. It's okay. They can't hear you shake your head. <laughs> I, I got something. I, I'm ready. I, I know that um, since I met my wife, and I, I walked into that pastor's office, and his prayer made me realize what I had to do—the right thing. 
um, and then I met my wife, and it all, and I got, I, I was baptized and I accepted Christ as my personal savior. I know that if that, that hadn't happened then, I would have never lived to now. Absolutely, you know, and it's always a timing thing with him, and it's his timing. Yeah, and and it's always perfect. Maybe not in my timeline, but but since then, I've I buried my mother. I'm a mama's boy, right? Buried my mother. I buried a son. That's something nobody wants to be a part of. That's a club you don't want to be in. Um, I've been able to get drug free. You know, hard drugs are just not acceptable anymore. They never really were, just well, so we're all aware. <laughs> and well, uh, yeah, you know, uh, well, you know, I'm doing heroin today. Well, <laughs> you know you know what they say about heroin? That it's a great gateway drug? No, no, that's kind of the end game. <laughs> right. And I've never, I've never done heroin. <laughs> just for the record and my PO officer. <laughs> I don't have a PO officer. This is a setup. <laughs> Why is there microphones everywhere? <laughs> Yeah, so um, I, I uh, it all worked out perfectly. I, I don't think I could have done it in my 30s or 40s. You know, I, I'm not sure. I, I tried. I mean, I tried. I never wanted to be a lifelong addict. I, I never wanted to raise girls on my own. I, I didn't, you know what I mean? But that was just their best option. Right. But, you know, that is another part of the situation with life is that uh, God lets a lot of us uh, rest where we're at doing what we're doing, suffering the consequences of our actions. But on the other end of it, when we step into that kingdom, when heaven invades earth, when we have that moment in the darkness, as I like to call it, that moment in the darkness when there is a flash of light, boom, that huge lightning. And what it ends up doing is revealing everything about God and everything about you in a single moment. And you realize, I am nothing without him. So it's got to get different. Oh, yeah. I got to do something different. And a part of heading down the road of doing something different is you realize that when you surrender into that moment, that it benefits everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the reality is, is what uh, we start to see is family curses get broken. Mm. Your kids don't have to go through what you went through because they don't have that as an example now to do. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, <clears throat> we talk a lot of times about people you got two kids uh that uh, grow up in the same household they got a father that's an alcoholic and one of them becomes a raging alcoholic and the other one never touches a drop yeah and the biggest reason for that is it's about how you make up your mind to run along with things choices yeah. choices absolutely now how you, you know, look at it that how you look at the example that's in front of you absolutely and you know uh but god wires us that way right he wires us in a way that, that says, hey, I, I need you guys to, to do a certain thing or, or to head a certain way. I mean, uh, you guys were uh, kind of boneheads and followed me along some really bumpy paths, so yeah. thanks. I want to say thank you for that. Thanks for not getting me killed or me letting you get killed, right? Thanks. We're still so, here not talking about God, so yeah. I mean, we're still on that road. It's yeah, we're still, we're still on this road, right? <laughs> but the thing is, is that um, when we... Uh, we got to start taking a look at, at why why he is starting to pull some of us back together, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Because that's one thing I'm starting to see starting to float in here in this last few years to where I've got people showing up in my doors and making and having conversation with me. I haven't talked to some of them in 
in almost, you know, 16, 17 years, they haven't spoken to me. And, uh, you know, even when I, I'll just be real straight, even when some of them really, 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 really piss me off, the <laughs> truth of the matter is I still love them, mm-hmm. you know, and I will tell them that, you know, I don't like you. And I would like to just smack you right in that mouth, but I'm going to tell you today I love you anyway, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. Mm-hmm. Because that, those are conscious decisions, right? For sure, yeah. And so, but the other part of that situation is uh, by not acting out the way we used to act out, it presents a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know. with, with you guys, we're, Kurt, are you still active in your church? Um. You know what? The last the last year or so, we we've went to uh, same same place. Walt's going uh, Washington Heights Church. So no, we're we don't go to the same church. It's a shout out to Washington Heights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Roy Gruber. Jimmy yeah, Pitts. so turn him on to this podcast, man. Well, you are already done before you said it. <laughs> yeah, you know? no problem. Uh, what will end up happening is we'll end up, before you guys are even deriving back, you'll be able to listen to the show here. I've, I've got the equipment now to make things just happen. Things just take days to work out, but yeah. a lot better. Nice. Um, you know, I uh, in the last 12 months, I've uh, been diagnosed with prostate cancer. I broke my neck while having cancer because of the cancer. I fell over and getting out of the hot tub and I passed out and broke my Wait, neck. How did the hot tub have anything to do with the cancer? It was just too hot. It was too, <laughs> I, my body was too hot. I had a lot of cancer in me. Okay. And I was taking some pills. And everything just went bad. Nah. Don't get in the hot tub. When you got the he, he cancer. When you're taking pills to make you dizzy. Yeah, don't, yeah, get, in don't, don't get in the hot yeah, tub. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Well, yeah. if you get in the hot tub, get out slowly. Right. Stand up. I, I still stand up slowly to this day. On a mattress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I broke my neck. and I didn't, get my, I didn't know when my neck was broke for four months. Um, got my neck fixed. Then uh, I checked myself into, a, a, I guess it's a rehab, right after Christmas so I could work some stuff out. And as soon as I walked in the door, God hit me in the head with this Taco Bell hammer. Dung. Has made apparent that I hadn't really dealt with my son's death or my mom's death, and uh, and that's why I was kind of just misery. I use drugs to to not feel right, right. And you know that that's also the thing that can cause uh, us to have problems with ourselves internally as well. Yeah. I mean, well, just yeah. a, fi- a physical damage to ourselves by. You know, you keep stuffing that thing down. We don't let any of that stuff out. Yeah, yeah. that starts to become a serious problem, man, yeah. like a physical problem. Yeah. Well, and, you know, addiction's a disease, and uh, it's a disease brought on by mental issues, right? And um, so I was able to walk into this place, and, and I got hit by the Taco Bell bell, and it kind of literally rang in my ear, you know, like, Made very apparent because I, 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 you know, I had the circus going on in my head. Yeah, and I'd pray and I'd pray and I'd beg for God's, for God to quiet my mind and it would quiet. And as soon as I got off my knees, the circus would start again. And it's not just a circus, it's a three week drink circus, right? And, and, uh, I got in there and, uh, worked some stuff, worked on some stuff with my, the, the death of my son and my mother and, um, it just made everything just so much easier. Now when I pray, I, God hears me, and I can hear. God's always heard me, but I'm 
I'm able to keep the circus tent from getting back up and um, and that that is a definite necessary thing yeah and it's just been beautiful you know uh, my wife cries about it sometimes she's so happy that things have got so good so fast good I'm and, glad. and it's not walled it's God oh yeah yeah I get that it, you know and it and and letting him function in your life becomes such an important thing uh you know, there's always going to be broken bones. There's always going to be problems. We live in fallen bodies, and we live in a fallen world. But, uh, you know, when you, you keep using a phrase there, uh, not my will, but thy will. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things, um, we, when we start saying the Lord's Prayer, and it says, not my will, but your will be done, as or on earth as it is in heaven, as we're, as we're saying that, we have to realize that we're preparing ourselves for the invasion of this planet, that when heaven invades earth. And every time that we are fortunate enough to be having God function in our life, that is a moment of invasion right there. And, uh, you know, it, when we're a little bit out of sync, you know, what Kurt was talking about earlier, there's days that you wake up and it ain't, you ain't making a connection and you're messing it up and doing everything else. Hey, every single human being goes through that for starters. But the other thing that we have to really remember is that uh, to start looking, start looking for where we're supposed to be because we're out of sync. We need to start looking for what he's trying to do to pull us in. And, you know, you have the people that will constantly try, well, you need to read your word more now. Yeah, sometimes you just need to be quiet. Mm. And sometimes you just, and some days, you know what? You're upset because you're upset and you'll be mad all day and it ain't going to go away because you know what? You're still a human being and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I move towards the good orderly direction when I can't, and I'm not sure what the next right thing is and it's not made apparent. I need a parent. I'm, I'm slow, you know, I'm. No, I know you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right, yeah. right. So, You're not in the passing lane. No, unless I'm on a motorcycle. And then uh, and then we want you passing us, but not riding yeah, in front of us, because right. what is that smell? <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I don't know what I was saying, except my smell is I have to shower more. <laughs> well, you know, but the other thing is, it's like, uh, so do, what, do you guys do anything with your church? Part of a men's study group? You're part of, you're part of anything like that? Go ahead. No, no, he's been going. You, it's time for you no, to talk a little bit. No, I, I'm not. I, I haven't been um, a part of this. No, not in this this church. I haven't been. I've done uh, I've done some Bible some Bible studies with or Bible groups with or small groups with other with other church, but uh, not with this. Not this. One. You know, I can't play all this song because I don't have the rights to it, but there, there is this thing my, that uh, these couple of guys that I run around with, Rocky, and um, and go ahead. What do you got? I was just going to ask you to kill my mic. Okay, hold, and you are now dead. But, you know, one of the things, they, uh, they list to this guy named Wordsmith all the time. And uh, this is what we need to all get into. Reaching the unreachable, teaching the unteachable. We them hope dealers, wordsmith. Sometimes I wake up in a deep sweat, stress, sleep less. Daily I'm traumatized, open eyes, feeling misery often prophesied. Since I'll let you guys jam to that a little bit later on. But you know, one of the things is, is that we, we, the funny thing is, what I actually, when you were talking earlier about. 
being a dope dealer and on and on and on. I'm like, yeah, man, we got to shift our gears into being hope dealers. That's for real. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, the one thing that I can tell you, you know why I go and preach at the jail every week? So I'm not in jail every week. Okay. That's a reality. Why do I go to the prison and preach every month? Cause I don't want to do any months in the prison, you know? And when I get around those places, it always reminds me, this is how it could have went. This is how close we were. We were very, very close to this being, this being the, the state of life forever and ever. And the other part of that is, is that even, even when we, uh, I think the reason the more, more time that I spend in actually serving, uh, is, is what uh, actually keeps that connection so strong, you know? And there are times that it's just, uh, even in that, you're going through emotion. You know what I mean? You you go through emotion. You It's all good. Uh, but it, it it isn't joyful. It isn't all that. That's also called life, man. And, uh, but wow, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm today just very glad that both of you guys are uh, here. And when I heard you were coming with them, Walt, I was, I was uh, happy because I haven't seen you in a while, man. Too low. And uh, and like you, I think you were the one that was saying it today. We we don't need to be joining together uh, for funerals. What we need to do is be uh, getting Kurt a motorcycle. So, Heather, <laughs> Kurt is getting a motorcycle because Kurt doesn't currently own a motorcycle, and he can't go on a run with us if he's not on a motorcycle. He can ride on the back of mine. Oh, yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> he can ride on the back of mine facing backwards. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't roll like that, bro. Well, I, I need a lookout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pass on both. <laughs> okay, it's a okay. hard pass. Hey, I'll, you know, I'll take a hard pass. Our, our uh, church has a really nice setup with a little go groups, and and um, it's hard for me to find people that I fit with. I'm still, no matter what kind of man of God I am, I'm still. One of these things ain't like the other. No, that's going to be all of us all of our lives, and that's yeah. okay. I'm going to tell yeah. you. I'm going to tell you something right now. We don't need to be looking for. Uh, don't start looking for people you fit with, and don't start. Tra- oh man, the worst thing we could ever do is try to be like the rest of them. Right. Uh, you know, now you guys known me. You know me for a long time. So one of the things that even um, uh, when I went for my interview. In Cincinnati, with all the upper echelon of the NALC, the North American Lutheran Church, uh, the one thing I walked in is I, I had on a uh, my collared shirt, okay, because I had my my pastor collar, and uh, but it's short sleeved, and I got all my tattoos hanging out, and I sat there in front of them. I said, "All my tattoos are hanging out today," and they all looked at my arms, and I said, "Because I don't want any secrets between you and I," and they said, "Okay." Uh, we don't want any secrets between us and you. I say, good, then let's just lay all this on the table. There's certain things I'm never going to change, and this is who I am. And we went through it, and they started asking me questions. And what, what I discovered in just being myself, that I definitely, and according to the bishop, we definitely do not have another one even similar or kind of like you. <laughs> even close to. No, not even, not even remotely in the same ballpark. <laughs> and praise God. Yeah, what he he's a, we it, we don't need a cookie cutter bunch of pastors. What we need you are right for your for your area, and you're right for the people you're with. Because when I walked into that type of a church, I was I came from a church much like what you guys are at, right? 
And uh, so when I went into a very liturgical church, I was like, ah, this I, I don't see this ever working out. But now I can't see myself anywhere else, you know. And uh, a large chunk of that is due to the fact that uh, if we go where God is calling us, we don't have to. We're not alone. We're not alone. And uh, uh, so when we when we start to step up and start doing things, uh, you know, people tried to get me to go into, um, you know, biker ministry. And I was like, that is not my ministry. I like riding a motorcycle. Um, and I, I absolutely love getting out there and rolling. But the one thing I don't want to do is I, I don't want to be in motorcycle ministry. I just don't. I got no desire there. I tried that little game for a while, and it was like, uh, no, just not it. Throwing on another patch. It's just putting on another piece of cloth, man. What I want to do is just sell out. And, uh, you know, so uh, now I, I think of my big 290-pound gorilla self, sitting down with a whole room full every Tuesday, Wednesday, or no, excuse me, uh, uh, let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, where I have all my two to four-and-a-half-year-olds, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting in a room full of them, and they're hugging on me, and, and we're learning how to pray, and we're learning how to soak in music, and we're learning sign language from the Bible and stuff like that, and I'm like, huh. Well, didn't think that would happen. <laughs> and they, you know, they are, uh, uh, it's just something I never would have imagined that I would enjoy doing. And, um, but the other part is, is that, yeah, just don't, don't ever look to try to be anything other than your, if you cannot be an authentic you, what's the point? I will take you back to what I said to you guys decades ago. It is, the patch don't make the man, the man make the patch. Well, here's the deal. Christ will make you what he needs you to be. One of the greatest mistakes we make is trying to be what everybody else is. And that's straight up against his rules. You're like, don't covet all this other stuff, man. Quit trying to do them. Why don't you do you, boo? Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm so far from that center, I don't even try. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm sure. no point. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I just continue to work on not dropping F-bombs in church. <laughs> you know, those baby steps. Hey, I'm, I've been pretty successful at the pulpit so far, <laughs> other, than, <laughs> other than yesterday. I was in a bit of a hurry yesterday, and so I told them, I'm going to give you a prison ministry uh, church. And they all went. Oh no! What does this look like? Because I in yeah in. Let me tell you something. In the prison, you it's all I preach completely different than I do on the street, right? Because I speak their language, so we speak the language. Uh, so we're talking about the woman at the well, and I so I tell them, well, you know, Jesus said that. Uh, well, go call your husband, but you. And she says, I don't have one. He goes, Yeah, you had five, and on and on and on. So that that's the proper way to say it right and and that jesus revealed to her that he understood and then when his disciples came they're like why is he talking to this woman and then she ran into town and she says hey there's a man that told me everything right so that's normal yeah so so this is a little bit about what happened in church yesterday so jesus met with this hussy over at the well (laughs) 
and he he explained to her he understood yeah mm, no why don't we just like try to hold it together once in a while and i'm not talking about your life and <laughs> the other part of this that he did is we we went ahead and uh you know he explained to her hey i understand you screwed it all up and you keep trying to to make it right because she was you know in all reality what was happening with her is she was trying to have a relationship period yeah but the only one she really needed to have a relationship was suddenly sitting right in front of her. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. he didn't need what all these other dudes need. Right. Didn't he wash her feet? Yeah. No, no, he didn't wash her feet. But I tell you what, the cool thing was, is that when he told her, explained to her who he was, she becomes the first one to go and start shouting and announcing that the Christ has come. Okay. So people that say that, you know, women can't preach, um, they probably had to pick up their Bible. But anyway, on the other end of things is that she left the container she came with. She came to Jesus. She came to that well with purpose, just like you guys go to church with a purpose. But what you need to do is shuck off what you brought, thinking you needed to do, and leave with what he's got you doing. Mm. All right? So that is really what I preached yesterday. And they were all like, oh. And then I was like, yeah, I have communion. Boom. And I was kind of running for the door, taking off my stuff through it. And then I grow for numerous hours to montana so there's that so then you guys came into town yeah <laughs> then i hurried back and we came and did a funeral for our brother today and we celebrated his life because he was worth celebrating mm. yeah he was Without a doubt he wanted 30 people on this planet i love yeah only 30 30 i mean it comes it's a flux it's know? a flux i've never really took my shoes off and counted yeah many toes does he have? <laughs> I'm counting his fingers right now, bro. I'm like, what is this? You know, because they say Nephilim only have six. How does he get to 30? I mean, okay. So anyway, moving on. And uh, please send any uh, problems with this podcast to uh, information at thebarbarianprofit.com. Okay. So anyway, uh, you guys, you got, you know, anything that you want to add before we close out today? Walt, I'll start with you. I'm just so grateful that I had an opportunity to come to Gasper and see people I loved and, and lay a man to rest that I considered truly a man. Um, you know, Eskimo Joe, may the wind be always at your back now and the warm sun shine on your face every day. Amen. Just want to say, uh, first off, thanks for having us. This has been really cool, Bert. Uh, also, yeah, that it's it's really uh, um, filling for me. It fills my heart to see all the all my old brothers and um, just think about the, you know, we 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 all had well a lot of things in common, but our biggest thing in common was just riding motorcycles and and searching for brotherhood and i think that uh a lot of those things that we searched for can come through christ um and and uh rest in peace s smoke joe absolutely you know one of the things with um i'm gonna be killing you guys mics here but uh you know one of the things with um with losing joe that was that was a hard break but you know, the other part of this is is that we still have a lot of brothers that we can reach out to and, and continue to, to work with. But, you know, one thing that happens as we travel along these roads, we 
uh, have uh, we don't always recognize the beautiful things that Christ has put in us. Even before we met him, he starts to surround us with some amazing people and some amazing adventures. And I just uh, I just want to uh, tell you before you take off, I you know I always tell you follow follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, follow me on blah blah blah. But before you follow me, why don't you follow Jesus? So. Until we meet again, just know this, Jesus loves you and I love you and there's absolutely nothing you can do to stop us. For questions or comments, please email us at info at thebarbarianprophet.com. The Barbarian Prophet is a registered trademark of Barbarian Media Group. Listening to this podcast may cause excitability, euphoria, and overall sense of happiness and the realization that you're not alone. Discontinue use if reddened skin or a rash develops. Side effects may include random hugging, crying out loud, smiling while alone, and happy crying combined with snot bubble development. Do not use during church service. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Are you actually still listening? Seriously, we have nothing more to say except for that one thing that was really, really, really important, but let's wait until the next show for that. One important thing is always to seek a church that believes fully in the Bible and seek Jesus Christ at all costs.